Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Smash Pop. Space, timeless, infinite, eternal. For countless millennia, the stars and planets traveled their silent paths in perfect harmony. It was called Orpheus, the meteor. Its power is greater than all the hydrogen bombs. Its speed is greater than any rocket ever conceived. Its force can shatter continents. Its mass can level mountain ranges. It cannot think. It cannot reason. It cannot change its course. And it's going to strike the Earth in six days. That meteor is five miles wide and it's definitely going to hit us! Hello and welcome to Smirchpod, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. It's side special time again, and this week we will take a trip into space and meet the floating rock harbinger of our doom. Will the world be saved in time? Well, let's ask Sean Connery. Joining me to make Peter the Great great again is actor, writer and comedian Dan Tetzel, who can be found on Twitter as at Tetzel with two L's. That's right. Hello. 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 Um, so, Meteor then. I was surprised by it. It's, a, it's definitely a film from the 1970s, isn't it? It's one of the... It's right... It's 79, I think it is. It's yes. the tail end of that. I, just, I mean, I've always been slightly baffled by those 1970s disaster movies. Yes. They're always sort of quite brown-looking. They have an ageing man, often in a turtleneck or a, yeah. or a cravat. Yeah. And a slightly younger love interest. And then nothing happens for ages. Yeah. And then loads of people are crushed. Yeah. And this pretty much fits that yeah. <laughs> that template. It's like the grandfather of sort of Roland Emmerich, Day After Tomorrow. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Because it's full of famous names. Mm. Not a lot happens. No. And it's done in sort of day sequential order. Yeah. And running up to a, a last event. And at times it feels like it's played in real time. Yes. Yeah. This, this week long <laughs> I was wait just, for the media to arrive. There was a point in this film where I paused it to go to the toilet <laughs> and I thought, well, there's probably only a little bit left. And I only had about half an hour. And I thought I'd been there for about two hours. Yes. I mean, I, was, I watched it on YouTube. Yes. Sorry, uh, Sean, you didn't get any money. And because I was watching it on an iPad, I, I found it quite hard to pause and come back to bits because mm. I wanted to watch it again. So sometimes it just you were jumping around. I couldn't tell where we were in the... I mean, there was just lots of men standing around an office looking at a screen of a yeah. rock. Moving. Yeah, yeah. well, it kind of starts off like a, a. I probably should say, I probably didn't say Meteor in my intro, did I? You did, I think. Did I? Why this is have? Meteor, everyone. Yes. So it starts off with kind of like a Pink Floyd concert. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's blackness and this dry ice going on. Yeah, Ball of Dry Ice Pictures presents. Yeah. It's quite exciting. And then you get that narration, don't you? Like, in the history of man. And it gets very jolly, doesn't it? There's a bit where he says, Men thought they were signals of impending catastrophe. But they got used to them. Yeah. But now we're going to kill people. I just wrote that now. That, that There's a narration explaining how men love comets now. Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah, they treat them as old friends. They do, apart from Orpheus. <laughs> and I love that he goes, Orpheus has been like 
just sitting in space doing its own thing until now. No, until now. Yeah. And it's, then we get the opening credits. I mean, it does try to set up. This happens all the way through. It sort of it tries to set up the meteor yeah. as a threat. As a thing. And I don't know if it ever really works. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> they even give it its own theme tune. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's basically kind of goes, yeah. wow. Yeah. But they've only ever shot it. They've only got a certain amount of footage of the of the tiny rock that they've obviously filmed in yep. a black box, spinning and spinning, and so you keep coming back to it, and it doesn't. You don't get any sense of distance no. or how large it is. So no, you have to rely on there. But after the opening credits, we get mm. Sean Connery on his boat. And I thought, oh yes, yeah. I thought Natalie Wood in a film with a boat at the beginning—that's a bit poor taste. Well, yeah, they didn't know, did they? Obviously, she wasn't dead. Though. No, but now no. you'd think we'd probably remove the boat bit. What I like about the boat is his big sail. His big sail. He's got a big sail on his boat, and he's really shamed. But <laughs> yeah, but if we can go just before the boat, actually, yeah. if we jump yeah. back, uh, the credits just because it's got—I'd never heard of Samuel Z. Arkoff. No. And Sir Run Run Shaw. It seems like they, these amazing producers, I had to look them up. Yeah. But it seemed, it appears parodic at that very moment. You know, the, this is the most space-aged thing. And then you then you cut to a boat. A boat. A boat with It is gym. quite disappointing, isn't it? Also, the way they fade it in, for a second it looks like the boat is in space. But yeah, oh no, it's very good. That's the last moment there's any sort of visual flair to yeah. the film, yeah, I think. it is. And, uh, and then you just cut to Sean Connery with his big boat. That he's not on, obviously. He's, yeah. he's filming the steering sections in a different area. I think it says Monday as a caption. Yeah, well. Which yeah. would have been better if they got someone to voice it, just going, Monday. Monday. Uh, Monday. Oh, Monday. Mondays. <laughs> so got Garfield to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he's, he's called Dr. Bradley, I Yes, he's Dr. Bradley, and he's wearing an orange coat. Which yeah. is the last bright colour we see in the film. Definitely. There's no other, there's no, no. there's no palette. On, this one on is all brown. Yes. The brownest film. Gets very brown at the end. Yes, yes. I don't mean they all shit themselves. No, no, but well, they, they could probably, do. Probably did, they do, yeah. No. It's, a black, it's a brown exploitation film. <laughs> very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. I like the way that they have to set up Sean's character that not only is he a NASA scientist, he's also a world class boat yeah. sailor. He's an action man. Yeah. Boat sailor? Yeah. yeah. A sailor of a boat, yeah. Yeah, all right. It's a yachtsman. He's a yachtsman, yeah. Yachtsman. Which is spelt Raymond Luxury Yacht. <laughs> That's right, yeah. No, throat one with a mangrove. Sorry. Sorry, I the wrong way Sorry, around. yeah. Um, yeah, he's out sailing with his mates. And the Coast Guard arrive and, t- and say, NASA, need your help NASA, now. It's yeah. an emergency. Yeah, it's whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the That's Coast it. Guard. Brilliant. Exactly. And they, yeah. then you have this very, very rushed conversation when, they get, when he says, uh, well, you're only have uh, cut across my bows. Yes, sir, I would. And I'd have rammed you. <laughs> and you'd have gone straight to the bottom, sir. Yeah. And he doesn't have any comeback to that. Which is and amazing. then he turns up, at, and then he arrives at NASA, looking yes. like a Shaft's accountant. <laughs> yeah, he has this extraordinary thick furry. coat. Yeah, it's furry. like John Motson. Yeah, yeah. I, all I could think of was how much that coat smells. and it probably stinks. It probably is really musky. The yeah. whole th- the whole film's quite musky. There's everything in his stinks. Everyone's smoking, and yeah. there's brown, and it's stained, and it's very seventies. But he he has some wonderful lines uh, when he arrives because uh, yeah he arrives at, at NASA and then he says to the driver, "I'll be right back." Yes. I'm not going to be here for long. Yeah, I'm not that's taking his, your shit. I think that turns out to be his catchphrase. He says it. I think another two another. You're top, right. He does. He says it to another driver when he goes to a hotel and he's a bar. He's, yeah. He's an action man. He's and always he go- on the move. Yeah, and he goes to see Carl Malden. Well, before Carl Malden, he gyps a secretary out of $10, doesn't he? Oh, you're he? right, yeah. Because she says, oh, you owe me $10, I got my handicap down. And yeah. Goes, and then doesn't give her the money. Yeah. Never does. What a shit. Yeah, yeah. Absolute shit. He's, he's hoping the media will hit. He's so a he very strange money. man. Yeah. There's this whole relationship with his wife that's never explored, and he actually hangs up on her. <laughs> yes. It doesn't make any sense. And also, every time, it says, so what went wrong? <laughs> Anytime anyone asks him, it's... Yeah. Because <laughs> he's really annoyed because Carl Morden's got in touch with his wife to send on his clothes, which she's, she's yeah. done. Yeah. And she's even including a note saying, what's happened? Well, I've, why do I have to send your, all your brown clothes and your <laughs> brown suitcase to this brown office? Yeah. I mean, at one point in this scene, he disappears into the background because mm. he turns around and he's all brown and all he goes brown. the brown wall. He's got a nice toupee in this, though. Well, that's the thing about Sean Connery, isn't it? He's, I don't think he ever looked older than this period. No. I mean, even Sean Connery now, he's an old man, but he doesn't, mm. he doesn't look as old somehow as when he's pretending to be young. Looks weathered. He does. Really and yeah, the, the, the weave is mm. doing a lot of work. But I feel sorry for his wife, because I think the, only, <laughs> the person who knows less about their relationship at this point is his wife. And he's got children. He's got two children, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two girls. Is it two girls? I think he said at one point. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a very clearly placed photograph of them when next to the wife when she's on the phone, yeah. just to, as a bit of prop. Yeah, so he goes to see Carl Malden, yeah. and, uh, who he's already upset with because he got the clothes off his wife, and then he immediately asks for a large scotch. 
Yes, which again becomes a running, isn't it? Scotch like, and coffee, that's all he has in this film. Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, no wonder he's brown. He's, no, yeah, he, no must, he really must stick his breath. must be terrible. And then he says, I left Nasha five years ago. Why am I back? Well, we asked you. Yeah, we, we, asked, we asked you, Sean. That's why we asked you to come here. I imagine there's some sort of ex- emergency. I should say at this point, Carl Malden, I think, is brilliant. He's in the best film. thing in he's, this. Absolutely. He's yeah. really... It is a film that feels so deadly slow. All mm. the way through. And Carl Malden, you can feel somehow has got a sense of this and is trying to speed things up yeah. by trying to inject tension into scenes. This is a classic Sean just doing this for the money, isn't it? And going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really bring anything to this. No, film. there is no, there are no heights of emotion or depths of despair or anything, really. He's, no. He has quite an easy trot in this film. It's just brown. He doesn't really fit into a sort of an arc, a story arc. He starts grumpy and in the right and then continues... All the way through. Well, you assume this thing with his wife at the beginning is going to sort of pay off at some point. Yeah, like it never does. No, no. He rings to say that his, he loves his kids, and that's it. Yeah, well, he hangs up on her as he says <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, tell the kids I love them. Yeah. <laughs> Hang up. And she's right. at, at this point, she hasn't said anything. She's yeah. just been like, "How are you?" Just chop. I reckon he had some sort of erectile dysfunction. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he's embarrassed. Yes. And he sees his wife as an association with it. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's very angry about being reminded of all those phallic symbols up in space that he's that are pointing the wrong way. Pointing the wrong They're way. They're pointing down. They yeah. should be pointing up. Pointing up. Maybe you're right. You're yeah. Something. There's an undercurrent here. Of, oh, yeah, no, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't really thought of that. It's much because they all, you know, men, I'm, I hear men with erectile dysfunction do take it out on their partners. On their wives, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, told. No, I mean, I, yeah. I would ask my wife, but I made her leave me. I mean, I'd ask my nuclear weapons, but uh, <laughs> they don't work. They're pointing the wrong way. They're pointing the wrong way. Unbelievable. So then Carl Morden does this explanation, exposition thing, but it's in a really weird flashbacky. Yes, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I couldn't get the hang of it at first. I was like, what? I missed that that was a flashback hmm. because there's a very weird cut where um, he starts telling this story and you move in on his face. Yeah. But actually half of the screen is taken up with the sort of the uh, genital region of one of the other of non-speaking characters in the yeah. film. And so it's a very odd film in that way that there's just a lot of men brown men standing around so they're often often all the shot is just Carl Malden's face and you know polyester crotches they're yeah. all polyester crotches it's a bit like Naked Attraction yes yeah. Yeah. But yeah so he does a flashback the, 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 these astronauts were on a mission to Mars yeah, because they did that in the seventies. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. unfortunate, the unfortunately named Challenger two. That's right. Oh, Very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, Natalie Wood fell off it, didn't she? She did. fell off Challenger. Yeah, yeah. Robert Wagner. No, was driving. Are we allowed to say that? No. He was driving. He, didn't he was driving. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, sure. Christopher yeah. Walken. Christopher Walken definitely didn't know anything about it. No, no, no. Yeah, so he he, he deviates them from their mission and tells yeah. them, "Can you go into an asteroid belt and have a look?" Yeah, have a look. Take Just some take some photos, some really close-up photographs. And one of his generals, one of the astronauts, is his child. Yeah, I don't mean child. He's not a six-year-old. Boy. No, no, he's a man. He's a fully grown man, Tom yeah. Easton. This is where I started getting a bit confused because I was going, "Is that is that Martin Landau?" Yeah, is that? Oh no, Martin! And then Martin Landau turns up as an almost identical-looking general later on. He does. It's very odd that there are two generals. They're literally wearing the same uniform. Yeah, which wouldn't be surprised, but it is. Mm, yes, he didn't have to be. The same colour. Maybe a cravat know. or something. Yeah. Dye his hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah a beard. Yeah. Yes, just have a blonde general rather than one that looked exactly like Martin Lando might have made it a bit of a... But the comet appears and it hits Orpheus and kills all the astronauts. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, a harrowing moment. It is a harrowing moment, though they sort of are a bit stupid, the astronauts, they are, aren't they? They, they knew it was very coming. close to the... And then don't move... And they're like, oh, here it comes. And we'll look at it out the window. Yeah. And then a bit comes through the window. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful bit of acting because they're all trying to do zero gravity. (laughs) They're trying to run away, but they can't. They are, yeah. They're beforehand. Uh, Oh, they're floating very slowly away from the window. Yeah, comes through and kills them all. Yeah, I've written here good acting. It is. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. There's. There are several. I don't want to jump ahead and spoil this for anyone, Mm. but it's. I think it's almost impossible. But there are lots of. There are a couple of points where we're quickly introduced to a character. And then they immediately die yeah. in a meteor-related accident. Mm. And, that, and these people at least do... They're all three times, or four times it happens. They're quite good at gaining our sympathy and then... But again, this is the thing Roland Emmerich's doing now. Yes, yeah, yeah, You get yeah. these Woody Harrelson types popping up and then immediately dying. Yeah, I mean, this they don't waste the money on getting anyone oh, good there's to no do. Stunt no, no, Trevor, Trevor Howard turns up, but he's safe. You know, all the famous people... Trevor Howard's brilliant at this because he's literally reading... You can see him le- reading the lines off camera. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's making yeah, no yeah. effort to appear like he's not reading the lines. <laughs> Half an hour, you say? Oh, all right, why not? Yes. <laughs> I just thought I'd get in touch to see how you were doing. 
that okay? No, it does preempt the awkwardness we all have when we make Skype conversations about where to look. Yeah. So you don't whether you're making the eye contact off to one side or yeah. maybe that's what Trevor Howard's doing. He's looking at his own little picture own in the corner. Picture. Oh, I look weird. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I look old. I look very old. <laughs> I look very. I look very like I'm old. about to die. Carl Morgan, of course, blames himself. Well, why? Incident. Yeah. Because he probably should. Yes, it is his fault. But the general says it's, you know, he'd have given the same order. He does. Because he hates his son. He does. He just always yeah, lay about. He's quite happy about it. Yeah, the general gets over it quite quickly. His son was a massive racist. <laughs> and a paedophile. Yeah, which is why he was in space, yeah. to keep him away from everyone else. Yeah, like yeah, Sidney yeah. Cook. Uh, yeah, so the general's, you know, obviously, as you say, don't blame yourself. But Sean asks why he's here again. And we're told a large section of Orpheus is heading straight to Earth. Absolutely. And this is the best line of the film. Is this, the first, is this the moment where he says to him it's five miles wide and Sean goes, shit, five miles? Oh, that's miles? a bit later. Oh, yeah, that's a bit, a bit later. later. This is the, almost the bit where he says, why don't you stick a broom up my ass so I can sweep the floor Oh, no, this ass. is a great flounce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. We want you to come to that meeting. Sean grabs all his stuff and goes to storm out and turns around and goes, all right, I'll come to the meeting. I'm like, well, why did you go and storm out? <laughs> then he says, that's when he says, uh, why don't you yeah. stick a broom up my ash? Yeah, backside, yes. Yeah. Does he remember backside? Does he see backside? No, he says ash. He says yeah. ash. Ash. Because he's an American. I can sweep the floor on my way out. That's it. Yes, it's amazing. Because that Brandon... Not Brandon. Brando. Simon Z. Arkoff, or Samuel Z. Arkoff. Right. I, and I looked him up because I thought it was interesting, because I thought maybe that's why Professor Zarkoff from... Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon was called that, but I don't know if that is the case. But he had a, this He had this Arkoff formula. Have you heard of this? No. He... <laughs> it's based on his own name. This is the key to B movies. Oh right, I thought you meant something like a science. No, no, no. Right. This is what you said. So a film has to have action. Right. Has to have revolution, and they have to show you something that you've not seen before. And what happened in this instance? <laughs> yeah. There's no action. No, no, no revolution. No. Well, I suppose they want to show you, you know, the magic of tight what. Um, a model of a spaceship would look like if it was filmed quite badly. There is what I would call the Star Trek, the motion picture disease in this film, where Which they is... have a special effect and show you it for 20 minutes. Yes. To marvel oh, at the, it. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you see Hercules's... Um... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of pans along the way. It goes on forever. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so it's A-R-K, mm-hmm. killing. Right, so some people have to die. Right. Oratory, they have to be great line, which is the broom up the, uh, the arse. The arse, yeah. Fantasy, you yeah. have to fulfil people's fantasies, like the stuff they'd like to see. Fail. Natalie Wood covered in mud. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. maybe okay. that's that. Okay. And uh, fornication for a bit of sex. Fail. Fail. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Well, we don't Again, know. Well, they they were trapped down there for a while. And then he kisses her a bit at the end, doesn't he? Derek, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. don't want to ruin that. Yeah, but no. yes. Yeah. yeah, it's not the sexiest film in the world, certainly. Mm, definitely not. But no. I, thought, I, I admired the broom up my ass. So then we get the scene we were, we were alluding to earlier where Sean's in his hotel room watching telly. Well, the old yachting channel. Yeah. It appears to be, yeah. And he find, that's when they report that his boat didn't yeah. finish the race. What, does a yacht... Yacht races get that much coverage. Maybe in the 70s. Yeah, that's true. They, they, didn't, they didn't have topless darts in those days. No, that's true, yeah. Maybe the world needs a meteor to get its priorities right again. We less need something. This, less, of this, less of this yachting business and more love and understanding. You're right. Which is what this film's all about. Isn't I hadn't it? thought about that. Mm. It's a well, good I wouldn't point. bother. No. <laughs> so then, then Sean, uh, so Sean uh, unfolds his brown... <laughs> um, which sounds terrible when I'm saying it that yeah. way. <clears throat> his uh, brown suitcase. Yeah. And there's a note from his wife which simply says, what's going on? Mm. So he phones her. And doesn't and, tell her. And doesn't tell her Does anything. not tell her. And as we no. said earlier, he just says, I tell the kids I love them and hangs up on her. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he's saying, you're a puff, hangs up on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really weird I'm moment. not paying you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, he's, uh, she lives, seems to live in an antique shop as yes. well. There are a lot of horse brasses. And a Welsh dresser. Uh, Welsh, yeah. So, yeah, there are more horse brasses in that house than I think an American would naturally have. Maybe that's why he left her. Yeah. Touch down those harsh brushes. Because it is actually very unclear in this film whether he's playing an American and just hasn't bothered doing the accent or whether he's a Scotsman who's. Just... I think he's written as an American and hasn't bothered. Uh, just later just on, he says, Here in America, yeah, we we've do got this. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lived there for a while, though, didn't yes, he? Yes, exactly, yeah. Good golf. He's been there at least five years, hasn't he, since he left Nassau. Uh, then we get Sean lies down on his bed and thinks about Project Hercules. And then we have his nightmare about a meteor. Yeah. It seems like it's a nightmare because you get a very tight close-up of his face and then it cuts to Orpheus floating through space. Like, yeah. Like they've got some sort of psychic connection. Yes. And then we hear Orpheus' theme of like... <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, you spend a lot of time on this film watching Orpheus. Watching a very slow-moving <laughs> thing floating through space. Very exciting. Sometimes spinning, sometimes just cruising past like, like Red Dwarf in the opening credits and every time it comes up it fails to ramp up the tension it'd be better if like one of the astronauts instead of being killed got trapped on it 
Yes. And oh. kept reporting back to Earth. <laughs> and knowing that he was going to die. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they could get away somehow at the end. Yes. It does need a bit of self-sacrifice. They nearly do it, but no drum. There is none. The chap in Hong Kong is quite brave. Not really. No, no. no. He fails. Just as it's oh, too late. He's an idiot. Yeah. So then it's Tuesday. Tuesday already, my God. Yeah. And there's also there's a massive continuity error on Tuesday. Is there? Yeah. I had not You see it. Sean in his car going to the NASA, where he's going. And he's wearing a white shirt with a black tie. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts straight to him walking down the hallway to go to his meeting. And he's wearing a black shirt with a black tie. Meteor, come on. <laughs> come on. You've spent all those pounds on Meteors. getting it right. Yeah. You couldn't even get a tie oh, on Maybe there was a, scene, a cut-out scene where he spills ink on it. Yeah, well, was he sick? <laughs> I don't know, all the whiskey. <laughs> Something went, whoa. I, I miss my wife. <laughs> Yes, he turns up very early for the meeting. Yeah, and he's early, yeah. so he's on time to Well, the shirt. meeting is a, a sham, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. It's just him and Carl Morgan. I don't really understand why it's a sham. The story is, I guess it's the only way he could get him to come. Yeah, the conversation he could have had the, the day before. The day before, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's wasted time. Yeah. Completely. So it turns out the meeting was a lie just to get him to, to tell him about Hercules. And then we find out Hercules has been used wrong by the government. Mm. It should be pointing up to space, as you say, like a like yeah. an erect penis. Yeah, yeah. And he does but it with the Harry Hill fingers, doesn't he? He does. You've got <laughs> to have a system. <laughs> yeah, Norman Sinjin Stevens, packet of Maltesers. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's been pointing towards Russia and China. Unbelievable. That's outrageous. And then, then we get Carl Malden. Carl Malden says, the meteor is five miles wide. And Sean goes, shit, five miles? <laughs> Which goes in for the oratory. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about earlier, exactly. It is line. a lovely shit. <laughs> it probably feels it's the best bit of acting he does in the film. Goes, it does. Oh, fucking hell. So we need Hercules to point our way again. And yeah. there's only five days to do it, Carl says. He really hammers the tension there. Mm. He really pushes, tries to push the stakes. And then immediately all the air goes out of the whole film again. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then we cut to the Russians. Is that the Russians straight away? Yeah, we yeah, cut yeah, to the yeah. Russians and they're laughing about America. They're, they're scared. They know about the meteor. Yeah. And they're basically saying, don't tell the Americans yes. that we know. And then we have the Americans having a meeting saying that they're not going to talk to the Russians about this. Oh yes, with the the tiny Secretary of State who appears to be a, it's like yeah, he's, he's on a, either he's on a mass, much bigger chair than everyone else, or he's a very very small I think man, he's a tiny comes. man, because everyone else is crammed in around yeah. that table, and he's got this big chair and, a, and he's like kicking his legs. But like Alan Sugar, yeah, because yeah. he's on that much higher chair than everyone. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. It is a very weirdly overpacked meeting. Um, th- this is when Martin Landau appears, the and other general, the Nigel Farage. Yeah, sitting annoyingly close to the first general. Yeah, as well. he's like one general away from. But he doesn't want to let Hercules out because it's a secret. Yeah. No one knows about it. And you'd be embarrassing for everyone. It'd be awful. Imagine how embarrassed you'd be. If I, a military general, was called a warmonger by the Russians. Yeah. Imagine how embarrassed you'd be if a a big meteor came down and killed everybody. And, but they also found out that there was a secret, secret yeah. nuclear program. Yeah, Martin Lando really is not playing the long game. Not really. He doesn't. Yeah, and it is a ridiculous character. To Short-termism. Think. I wrote down that the meteor is effectively the uh, aftermath of Brexit, <laughs> and everyone is ignoring it. Imp- yeah, what will happen? Yeah, yeah. People have voted to have weapons pointing down. Hmm. They haven't voted to stop a meteor hit us. We'd look work. foolish if we addressed that problem. <laughs> yes, we'd look weak. Yeah, and he, Martin Lando also he does some very good pen acting. He's got a pen. Yeah, and he points it at everyone. He does. And to the point where, I don't know if you noticed, but there's obviously two non-speaking extras next to him, mm. or sporting artists, whatever you'd like to call them. Mm-hmm. And they're because this table is so small, and they're wedged in very close, mm. and he's leaning across, bellowing at Carl Morden and various other people, they actually look embarrassed. It's one of those, they, they couldn't get a take where they weren't going, oh, Martin Landau's really close. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Why is he shouting? He's shouting, Martin Landau's shouting, the guy from Space 1999 shouting at me. And Dan, you know what? What? Just a mere 15 years later... He won the Oscar. Did he? Yeah. What for? Edward. Oh, yes. yes. No point. Oh, he did some pointing in that. Yeah. No pen work. No, he didn't have the pen, yeah. He'd abandoned it. He was, it was evolved. Fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say it was in the post from the moment this film was made. Yeah, no, he's, you know, he's very good. He know. is good. He gets underserved in this film. Yeah. This film, his, he has the most airplane scenes in this film. Oh, it's ridiculous and, how uh, close to comedy. I had to double check airplane was the year after this, but I was like, I said to my wife, how is this existing in an airplane world? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's the year before. Oh, that's good. But yeah. if, the bit where he keeps saying, I'm going to go into my office, he says it about three times. <laughs> yes. It's almost like that. I just want to let you know we're all counting on you. <laughs> Yeah. He says the same thing. Yes. The bit where he goes, well, what if nothing happens? Yeah. What if nothing happens? I, I can't believe you're pointing. I'm going to be in my office. Yeah. And then later on he goes, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'll be in my office. office. Yeah. If you need anything, I'll be in my office. I mean, a spoiler alert, but 
his office was his own downfall, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, does he get... Oh, he does crushed, he? Yeah. Oh, I missed, must missed we, that. We'll get to that a bit later. I did wonder yeah. where he went. Sad. Yes. Don't, don't get used to Martin Lando. No, but, I mean, it does point out some, a couple of things that happen in this film. There are, there are weird attempts, at either attempts at humour that go very weirdly wrong, hmm. or they're just very misjudged scenes that end up being funny. And I, I honestly can't tell what they whether they meant it. Yeah. There are a few scenes where they play a funny funny music underneath and you think mm-hmm. oh that one's supposed to be funny mm. but there are moments like the Martin Landau flipping out and yeah. everyone just right and then I going back to their business I genuinely think up until Airplane people weren't real, didn't realise moments like that are funny yeah, yes, or at least yes. they didn't think about it when they were doing these films I think after Airplane you couldn't do these no, kind of no. scenes because no one reacts to him he, he no. flips out yeah. and leaves his office and everyone goes Right. Anyway, where were we? Yeah. <laughs> where were we? Oh yeah, meteors. But Sean explains to everybody uh, that they're dealing with you know another ice age here. Yeah. And Martin Landau disagrees. So Sean basically says, "I'm going to the pub," yeah. and he says that you're all burying your head under a blanket of shit. Another flounder, good flounder. Basically, the film gets worse when he stops leaving rooms. It does. When he, he stays starts... in the room. Yeah, it's just boring. very dull. It's very dull. Oh, and this is my favourite part of the film next. Basically, the, the Americans have not disclosed yes, to the world. Yes, yes, yeah, of course. About the, the meteor. And then we cut to a BBC footage. Simon Bloody Cadell. Yeah, Mr Fairbrothers. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Hello, campers. Hello. Meteor is arriving. The meteor can't hear you. <laughs> I was so pleased to see him, and I miss him. Yeah, and also he's another English actor who clearly just did it on like half hour's work. Yeah, Cause they, cause they've got him on the embankment with the Big Ben in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, they do the work. He's, yeah. he's, he's clearly chucking it down on a very cold morning because there's not much traffic. He's very good. Him and Trevor Howard, I think they got... much better rather than him doing that news report if it was a letter from Joe Maplin about the meteor. <laughs> <laughs> much better. First rule of meteor spike yeah. is... Uh... <laughs> Keep everyone waiting. Yeah, first rule of uh, rockets is point up. Don't yeah. point out. You did the hand thing as well, then. Yeah, yeah. It's lost on the people listening. Well, it works for me. Do it at home. Then um, Carl Morden turns up at the bar yes. where Sean Connery is drowning his sorrows. Yeah, yeah. And tells him an amazing story about his son and his appendicitis. And Ma- is it Mabel? What's his wife's name? Something like that. Yeah. But basically, the story is um, everyone said it's not appendicitis. Don't worry about it. But he went off and got yeah. the appendix removed, and it was appendicitis. So he's saying that if they don't let us do this, we're going to do it anyway. Yes. Which, again, you want that kind of music from Airplane. That, yeah. and that man's name was George Zip. <laughs> and then Sean actually replaces, okay, fine, but how do you get me in a position where I can launch all these nuclear missiles without Miriam finding out? Uh, ah, good. Good laugh. It's good. A prop, nearly a funny, it's, witty it's a, line. The first of two times where Sean sort of flips the situation to get information out of somebody. Yes. Like when he does the Russian later about, hypothetically. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I've put in here, what's known in the business as a metaphor? Yes, it yeah. was nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he gets a phone call to tell him that there's not enough nukes. The payload is not good enough on the Hercules to take out the meteor. And they go to the office with the weird teleprompter fax machine. Arsenal 1, Spurs 2. <laughs> yeah. It's got that kind of thing going on. Um, and uh, the, the, but the Russians have their own version of Hercules. So then we meet President Henry Fonda. I know, it's extraordinary. Isn't it? It reminded me most of the bit in Wayne's World. They stop and say, this guy's not very good. Mm. Couldn't we get someone better in him? And they get Charlton Heston in yeah. to play the... And it was, it's like, you go, wow, you've got... Henry Fonda's really bringing a lot of class yeah. to quite a boring... He looks quite ill, though. Yeah. Didn't no, he die soon after I, I don't know. When he was... did on Golden Pond in about 80, and I think he died soon after yes, that. Yes, yeah, so yeah. He looks quite frail and wobbly. Yes, I mean, it's certainly not his most energetic or best performance. You want him doing some roundhouse kicks of some ninjas or something <laughs> yeah. later on, that would be good. Yes. Um, so Henry Fonda says, Sean's in charge, but then he says, right, well, I'm going to do a speech and I'm going to put the ball in Russia's court. And he has a speech revealing, because everyone's upset, the BBC have told America there's a meteor coming to yeah. destroy the planet, but Americans haven't been told. And they're very angry, that man, yeah. the news reader of that. He's so he does a kind of State of the Union address type thing and says, this is the deal, meteor's mm. coming to kill us all, but... We have got Project Mete- uh, Project Hercules, not not Project Meteor. No. Which was designed to deal with this problem. Yeah. Hasn't, but... Hasn't been pointing at Russia. Hasn't been pointing at Russia. Who didn't burn him. No. <laughs> no yes. Did I do well? So he reveals that, that they, they haven't got enough, so they're going to need Russia's help. Yeah. And later on, I'm going to ring the premier of Russia, and we're going to sort this out. It's very exciting. I mean, this is... It's, it's almost, always, almost, this film is almost interesting and tense and yeah. exciting. Like this real politic, where it's, it's very clever what he does, but you mm. don't really notice no. or care. It doesn't no. really get the Russian premier flags it up. But There's no fanfare or anything. No, it's no. Just, it's just just people saying things in rooms and then 
Yeah. And then a cut to a shot of a rock. And yeah. then back to the room again. And then back to someone else who's standing there not doing anything. Yeah. 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 It needs it needed a a better director, I think. Imagine this in the hands of Spielberg. Yeah, well he might have sorted the script out a bit as well, and he yeah. might have sped things up a little bit. And... More sex. Yeah. No yeah, sex yeah. in this. Well, no, I mean there's Natalie Wood, so there's always an attractive young woman. There's not even anyone having a, a wank or anything like no, that. No, no. Did you follow this stuff about the Hawaii test rocket launch? No. Recently, oh uh, yes, sorry, yes, yeah, where yeah, Hawaii yeah. got everyone got texted saying there's a rocket on the way, yeah, and it was a, it was a mistake. And Pornhub have released their their information about the people don't wank while they think they're going to die; they mm. they wank immediately afterwards. Well, yeah, which must mean I am dying. Yeah. Um. So then it's so America does ring Russia after all. Yes. And they're a bit tentative, and they're going to send a, a, a guy. Yeah. A scientist. The wonderful Brian Keith. You think he's very good in this? I like Brian Keith. Oh, is he not Russian? No. Is he no, no, he's an American. I didn't know he was. So yeah, yeah, he's done all I assumed he, he was Russian because he's no. very good. Yeah, well, he speaks him and Natalie Wood. I'd look this up because I thought I knew Natalie good. Wood could speak fluent Russian. Yeah, no, so can he. Her parents are Russian, reason. aren't they? Yeah, but Baron Keith, for some reason, can speak fluent Russian. Wow, I'll have to look. Yeah, at no, this. I'm sorry, good. my ignorance. No, no, he plays. He's in lots of westerns and things. Playing a Russian? Uh, no. Oh, good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. So now it's Wednesday. Oh God, already. Yeah, oh, and Sean and Carl. Going so fast. Sean and Carl go down to the underground facility, which you know will be some of some people's tomb. Yeah, spoiler later alert. on. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Hercules, and Martin Orlando greets him, and he's not happy about the Russian involvement at all. No, I've put here no collusion. His strange seventies hairline is getting more angular every time he appears. I he don't does. Whether his wigs. He looks really cross. Yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we meet Trevor Howard, who's as we said reading lines off well, screen. We don't meet him, do we? Really? No. <laughs> He no. filmed that. It's great to see you all. Ago. I just wanted to check in and see you're all all right. I thought I'd see you at Wimbledon. Oh, yeah. If there is a Wimbledon. That's right. Uh, you watched this twice, didn't you? Yes. Good God. I know. Well, you know, I felt I felt I should give it its due. I have to say, I barely got through this once. I mean, it is. It's interminable. It is quite boring. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. Um, but there's no news. No. So he wasted everyone's time there, Trevor Howard. But we get to meet him, and he's important later on, isn't he, Trevor He Howard? is important later on, he's but right a, there, he's wasted everyone's time. He's a good information dump. I think that's a horrible thing to say about <laughs> Trevor Howard. He's one of our finest actors. He is, yeah, I know. I'm, you know they, he's in the third man, you know. I know, yeah, Cartwright. No, not, what is he, Cartwright or... Callaway. 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 Yes. That is a very good film. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's my favourite one. If you haven't seen The Third Man, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, don't don't, don't see Meteor before you've seen If you've got left hand, third man, right hand Meteor, go with your left. I mean, I don't want to be rude to any of the films that you've covered, but Mm. I would say see The Third Man before any of Mm. the boy. I mean, that is a very good film. It's life changing. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And it's got lots of Bond connections as well. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anyway, so the Russians arrive... And Martin Landau again isn't very happy about it. No, basically he's not going to be. He isn't forthcoming with any information they give him. They've got this double interpreter thing going yes, on. Yes, because we've met, we've met Natalie Wood as the. Uh, I, I was going to say sexy interpreter, but just she's just an interpreter. She, just they don't actually, you know, make her very sexy. They don't she's make just her quite sexy. a nice, you know, normal, clever woman. Yeah, which is rare. 
But I had I to mean, look... for films, no, not yeah. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> not in life. I had to look it up about her Russian because I was sitting there thinking, wow, her Russian's amazing. And are they dubbing these, or have they learned it phonetically? Yeah, no, no, they're both. Because I thought, oh well, she didn't sing in West Side Story, so she can't be talking Russian. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, as it's we said, Chita Rivera is uh, dubbing her Russian. In. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, but no, she's genuinely Russian, mm. Russian family, first generation Russian, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a shame she passed away. Yes, but um, it's one of the good things about the film is that they, the Russians speak Russian. It's quite annoying though when in the tense scenes when you've got something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really really irritating. Yeah. But the best bit is the quite misogynist line Sean says about the oh, interpreters, and he goes, yeah. "If we are to have an interpreter, I'd rather have the pretty one." Yeah, hitting on the interpreter it wouldn't happen now, would it? No, it wouldn't. Well, it would. But it would. Yes, it we'd hear it about might it get later. called up about it, but. Um, it's the, that because previously there you have that scene where the two interpreters are talking over each other. Yeah, and that's unclear whether it's supposed. to... I think it's supposed to be comic, isn't it? I bit, think it's played for last, but it's yes. quite annoying. Yeah, light and shade, but it's a bit too much light, possibly. Much too much. Yeah, it doesn't fit. So then the Russians. Uh, Sean says to them, "Well, the Russians deny they've got any kind of thing." Yeah, and Sean says, "Well, you've got Peter the Great," and they deny it's theirs. And then Sean works out that it is theirs. Fire. A conversation about what because I think no. the Russian says, Oh, well, if we were to have such a thing, yes, and he says, Oh, well, if you did, what would the payload be? Well, he says, Also, says, uh, what, how much the payload? How big is this? Well, how can I describe something that doesn't exist? That's right, it's very nice. And mm. who put it up? The Chinese, oh, it's just, you know, it's quite a nice little scene. It does go on too long and is in a brown room, yeah, with brown people looking at and brown dialogue, <laughs> very quite brown dialogue, and yeah. then it's Friday. Is it already Friday? It's already what Friday. Are, have we covered Thursday? Actually. What happened to Thursday? I don't know. Actually, I haven't written down Thursday. Oh, maybe Friday already, yeah. Maybe we missed Thursday. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Happens. That's all right. It was a throwback Thursday. Nothing <laughs> happened. So on Friday, we get this... I've written down Eskimo, Inuit, Siberian, because it's supposed to be Siberian. It's Siberia, yeah, yeah. They can see the meteor coming. It crashes. It's quite a small one, but it makes a loud bang. Yes. And then the, it cuts to the UN, and they're asking Russia what the impact was. Mm. And they're being a bit cagey yeah, yeah. again. I mean, if we can go back to the, the special effects in Siberia, mm. it's the first time we see a meteor hit, isn't mm. it? Because the Italian bit's after this, isn't it's it? It's after. Yeah, it. yeah. So, first time it hit me, and it reminded me most of the guns from Krull. Oh, yeah. It's, sort of, it's just a light that uh, shoots across a white the thing. Light yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a red light, and then it bangs, and it just hits a model mountain mm. matted onto a painting. Yeah, the special effects don't ever really get any better than that at the point no. of the film. No, it's, um... Krull is better than special effects wise. Yes, yes, yeah, it's yeah. a good film, Krull. Yeah, I, I like Krull. Yeah, it's patchy, but really. I like. Yes, it. yeah, it has its yeah. moments. Yeah, it's got Bernard Breslau in it. <laughs> yes, and he's only got one eye. And it's got the uh, the teacher from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We might actually do Krull one day. Oh, so. I love Krull. I uh, don't think there's any Bond connection, is there, in Krull? There is a little bit. Let's there's go. a Taken connection, obviously, because it's got Liam Neeson in it. Of course. And Robbie Coltrane. Oh, there you go, Robbie Coltrane. There you are. Look, yeah, there well, you go. The road has been paved. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so um, some meteors get through and burn up over Italy. And Martin Lando's like, ah, oh, they're just harmless. You're an idiot. You've wasted all our time. Because it's basically like a fireworks show. At this yes. Point, oh, it's it? a lovely. And also the, the Italian extras there. I don't know if they're really Italian. Mamma mia! That's a, that's a, what the, that's a spicy meteor. Yeah. <laughs> it's an extraordinary. What, yeah. what is that? There's, no, there's clearly no money in this. I think the only people. Apart from the Siberians, the, the big destruction scenes are obviously from countries where money has been put into the production because that's where they want to sell it to. Mm. So obviously no money came from Italy because no. they just the shot of some old men in cars mm. making out with women. Yeah. And they all get out and go, And then Martin Landau. Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah, not Mussolini. Martin Landau. Goes back to his office, doesn't he? Well, not before Sean calls him an ashole. <laughs> yes, that's true. Which reminds me, a friend of mine worked with somebody who did uh, some work with Sean on a Sean Connery on a celebrity golfing tournament. Right. And he spoke to him for a moment, and Sean was about to play a shot, and he said to him, "A friend of mine does an impression of you." And he said, "Your friend sounds like an ashole." <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favourite stories. Uh, dear. Were you the friend? Yes. Well, he does sound like an arsehole because he sounds like you. Yeah. She should have said that. Should have said that. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then your story would be my friend got attacked by Sean yeah. Connery. Had a nine iron. Like Jack Nicholson. Um, so, yeah, Martin Landau gets called an asshole. And then the meteor, uh, sorry, then the Russians announce in the UN uh, the, that, uh, that they have got the Hercules thing. And the meteor is coming. And a meteor did hit Siberia. And they are going to work with the US. Within reason, isn't it? They they want to... Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. not quite yet. Cause it, not quite. That's right, after yeah. the skiing thing, isn't it? 
No, it is after the light show because the your man who speaks Russian rushes to the phone, doesn't he? Yes. And then and then speaks to the Russians and then they reveal. Oh, is it, yes, it's 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 Martin Landau's hissy fit. Yeah, that, that, that persuades him to go and do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And yep. that's another funny, weird comic scene where he's sort of just talking Russian and he yeah. runs into the booth yeah. making I can't make the phone work. Gesticulating, yeah. yeah. And then someone comes in and shows him how to dial out. <laughs> and he's like, oh, great, thanks. And, this is a, and there's a little pinky plonky funny music underneath. Yeah. It's, it's an odd it's moment of the very film. very odd. So, yeah, they're all going to work together and they all celebrate by drinking vodka. Yeah. Uh, so Peter the Great and Hercules are now together in perfect harmony, side by side right. on my piano yeah, yeah. keyboard. Why can't we? What, about 40 minutes in... Aside, you know, yeah. difference. In, you know. Be a very long piano, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hit one note 40 minutes later. Yes. Yeah. Also, your piano would be made up of, it looks like, pens yes. attached to Airfix model. Sausages. Yeah. Yeah. Pen sausages. Pen sausages and, uh, yeah. and some sort of tampon. Space tampons. You went there. I know, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah I right. couldn't work, really work out what they were. Oh, this, is, this leads me on nicely to what happens next. There's a long mon- montage of satellites aligning. Oh, God, yes. Like in Star Trek, the motion picture, where you first see the Enterprise, and it's like half yeah. an hour I, shot. I've blacked that film out. I, I saw it in the cinema, and I've never seen it since. Interminable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a good ending, but good grief. Yes. It takes forever to get anywhere. I don't really remember what the ending was. But this is the similar thing. Oh, this is the Voyager satellite. It's quite a nice twist. Oh, right, yes. The Vija. Yeah, but this you get the long montage of satellites aligning. It goes on forever. Yeah, they really were very proud of their model shots, mm. and they have no right to be. No, they should be ashamed. <laughs> it's very bad. I don't yeah. know why. I, uh, it's very hard to tell what the budget of this film is. Because it was a lot for the time. It was a huge flop. Because the um, the avalanche footage is from another film. It's from Avalanche, isn't it? Is it? They've yeah, so they've cropped in. There's a all the skiing bits. Hmm. Skiers being chased by the avalanche. That's from the film Avalanche. Is it came really? out the year before, yeah. Oh my goodness. So there's bits so you can see where when that woman is in it in the avalanche, hmm. which hmm. must be coming out quite soon. That's the bit they filmed. Yeah. And everything else, sort of general destruction, I think is stock footage from yeah. other films, presumably owned by a bit y- of your man. Yeah, Z- Arkoff. Arkoff. Mm. From Flash Gordon. Yeah. I remember the Beatles. <laughs> um then it's Saturday. And then we get the skiers. Finally, yes. We're People here. are skiing. Horace goes skiing, probably. This is where there the killings is. really begin. Meteor strikes a mountain. And there's a huge avalanche. And Horace goes skiing is killed. He's been killed twice now in the yeah. cinema. Yeah, 78, 79. He's been going. Poor Horace. I know. Yeah, but, but you get all these uh, women and children killed. Yeah. Well, the, you have the attractive German woman arrived, didn't you? Yeah. Or Swiss woman. Swiss. Yeah, she's very personable. And then mm. uh, we're supposed to latch onto her immediately. Mm. And then she dies, you know. Which she gets, is, you get a ceiling collapse on her, doesn't she? Yeah, church, doesn't church. it? The whole church collapses yeah. her and her and her boyfriend. Even God wants her dead. Mm. Awful. He's Swiss. Uh, and then Sean and Carl see it on the telly. Uh, and, and the worst thing is, uh, according to the telly, is that 12,000 contestants in the cross-county marathon were killed. <laughs> 12,000 contestants. That's a lot. It is. That's more of a fun, well, big why fun they, run. Why they have a, mount- a marathon in a mountain? Maybe it was a pieced up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So President Fonda's upset by this. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah uh, by the death of Horace. And wants an update and, and the odds from Carl Malden. Yes. And Malden can't give him the odds. No. Because it's, it's, in the words of President Trump, it's unprecedented. Yeah. I don't know. He, he tells him at this point that the Peter the Great's going to launch, and we're going to launch 40 minutes later. Yeah. Meet in unison and take blow. out the meteor. But hell, there's a chance it might not work. Yeah, of course there is. You've never done it. That's, well, this is tension, dramatic tension. It is. It should be. Anyway, it should it doesn't be. really. Yeah. yeah. Again, Carl Malden's trying his. He's trying. And Fonda's best. trying, Fonda, apart from being a bit wobbly and strange. He's leaning. He leans against the wall for quite a lot of he the does. film, doesn't he? Sort he of, does. He's sitting down, or he's leaning. He's uh, not a well man. I don't and know. then we cut to an, another brooding scene of the meteor heading through space slowly. Yeah. Going. Wah, wah. I lost the will to live. The temptation to skim through those bits are very, very high. Yeah. And you can. Oh yeah. You can cut all the space bits, and you can really easily. Tell. You don't need to see it. No, you really don't. No, it's a very odd film in that the villain, as it were, is outside. Is all of these seventies disaster movies? Yeah. Charing Inferno, at least the better ones, it happens towards the beginning. Yes. The worst ones, it happens at the end, and mm. you spend the whole film just waiting for some people going, "Oh, well, you want to watch out for that avalanche that's coming." Yeah. Or you want to watch? Oh, that meteors are about to arrive. And you, you spend two hours doing that instead of dealing with the consequences. It's a better film if the meteor got sort of stopped a bit and then crashed at the beginning and Sean and everybody had to get out of the control room. and Yeah, yeah, or well, the control room getting knocked out earlier and yeah. so they have to reboot through, you know, go through the mainframe of a different... Oh, something. Something. A bit more excitement. Just move the muddy 
bit Ah, earlier. you say we needed more excitement, but now yes. we've got the scene where Natalie and Sean flirt over having lunch. Oh, yes. Oh, this is very low-key, isn't it? It is. Yeah. She's like, oh, have you got a wife? Have you got kids? And I've like, asked, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've heard you're, it's, everything's a bit weird at the moment. And yeah. I'd be like, what, what the fuck are you? Why are you talking about my wife? <laughs> yes. But she knew all about his marriage problems, and uh, they're having a nice chat. And she, 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 she talks, says to him that... Have you eaten? And he's like, No, I haven't eaten in a day. I've had, mm. I've had scotch and coffee. Yeah. And then she's like, Well, come and have some lunch. And he grabs some lunch and they sit down. And just as he's about to eat it, someone comes running in and says, A meteor splinter's heading for Hong Kong. Yeah. Doesn't get to eat, does he? He doesn't get to eat. No wonder he's so cross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they don't get to carry on flirting, which is mildly arousing. Different. Well, there's a sort of romantic music playing underneath there it is. to make us think they have sort of some sort of chemistry. They don't know, do they? No, I mean they have mild chemistry of two quite attractive people. He could be her dad, though, couldn't he? Really? Yeah, yes, but to be fair, she's closer. I mean, she's it's better than Catherine Zeta Jones in mm. whatever that awful entrapment. Entrapment. Yeah. Are you trying to entrap me? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm very old and scared. <laughs> Dance through these lasers, <laughs> so I can look at your ash. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get the Hong Kong sequence, as you say, where there's the man who's running down the street, and then suddenly thinks, "I better save my wife." Yeah. Goes into his wife, and there's I've like, got a tiny baby. Yeah. And then there's this weird moment. She hasn't evacuated. She's pa- is she panicked, or what she the fuck just she doing? Hear the, uh, yeah. It, the weird moment is right for me, and this might just be the way I've read it. The wife and child leave. He stops for a moment and looks at the dog. And I know he's to rescue the dog, but part of me was thinking, is he going to shag the dog? <laughs> That, like, is just you. Maybe, that is just you. Maybe he's thinking, no. I'm going to die, I might as well do it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Or, get... I hate that dog. Yeah. Or, At the very least. Like yeah. Orville. Yeah. I hate that dog. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, he carries the dog He out. does rescue the dog, for now. For now. But for, for nothing, for no reason they die. They all take the wrong turning, did you notice? There's a fork in the road, right? The left <laughs> yeah. turning, there's no water. The right turning, there's a tidal wave coming. They all go right. Idiots. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's well, the way the, water works. And also, it's the uh, the third director's shouting at them, go, yeah. all right, everyone, go left. Now lie down. Yeah. So we can put this, the CGI water over the top of you. They CGI should have gone left, Matt. Though. Yeah, no, they should have done. But it is, it's some of the best 1970s crowd acting. I, mm. I like, it's really 70s crowd. It's like... Yeah. Um, it's like the end of Escape to Victory when they all bust out of the stadium. Yeah. And there's all these supposedly World War Two Frenchmen in flares and yep. big hair. Yeah. It's it's as seventies as that. It's a wonderful Hong Kong crowd. It's lovely. All for nothing, they all die. Yeah, yeah. But so Run Run Shaw is Hong Kong based, wasn't he? So he's, yeah. So that's that's your big Hong Kong money paid off because they don't get they don't get subtitles. The family, do they? No, not at all. Whereas the Russians do sometimes, but these guys they sometimes just... it's very random. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Hong Kong people could be saying anything. Yeah, they could have been giving uh, orders to the IRA. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or leave that fucking baby. Yeah. It's not mine. It's the dogs. Irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. It's the dogs, baby. Also, there are two. There are two scenes where uh, <laughs> there's, there's very minor looting goes on. Did you spot those? Yeah. There's a man steals a painting. He does. And then a boy steals an apple. Yeah. Well, if you're going to die, yeah, yeah, go well, out on a high. Risk. I want this painting to be the last thing I see. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I might be speaking out of turn here, mm. but a lot of people fled boats to run away from water. And I thought, wouldn't you try and stay on a boat? Not if you're... No, not in a tsunami. You want to get away from the... You want to get inland, don't you? If you're on a boat, yeah, you'd float, wouldn't you'd you? Sort of, I don't know if it comes down... A mile-high <laughs> bit of water hits your boat. I think you probably... Just just get below deck. Yeah. And then come out when it's finished. That's what well, I also, I mean, we could get to that point. No one at any point when this meteor is about to hit the Earth suggests... There's no general get into shelters mm. or hide underground. No. It's well, it's, just, they're, they're putting all their money on Hercules yeah. and Peter the Great, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Just go about your business. Yeah. It'd be very tense. Imagine, can't imagine how tense you'd be Yeah, if you knew there was a big meteor coming to kill everybody. Well, exactly. Well, not very tense later on. No. You see a couple of people just quite happily sitting in that subway. Eating a pie. Yeah. But President Fonda delivers another speech and says that the, the missiles from Peter the Great launched with no problems. Mm-hmm. And um, Martin Landau appears and apologises to everybody. Yes. As we said earlier, he gives yeah. a very heartfelt apology and says, if you need me... I'll be in my office. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do in there, Martin? Uh, stuff. Things. I'm looking at animal porn. War stuff. <laughs> last, not my last chance. It'd be magazines then, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Magazines, of course. Yeah. Just, Horse and hounds. You'd have Alan Partridge's draw. Yes, you would. What's in there, General? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go back to the uh, the brave man who sacrifices himself in uh, Hong Kong. Does he? Well, he doesn't really sacrifice himself. He says, get, you know, get out of there. And he goes, no, it's too late. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the big one. Get him for me. Yeah. And then he gets washed away. Comes through the window, doesn't mm. it? Poor man. Poor man. There's a lot of death in this. 
Yes, it's, remar- it's remarkable. But that's your problem, isn't it? Because you have that's part of the joy of these films is people getting crushed. So you have to have lots of little meteors arrive beforehand. Meteors are a dirty business. Yeah. People die. Yeah, I know, yeah. So yeah, Martin Lanner goes back to his office and uh, then Trevor Howard appears and said another splinter is coming, heading right for the no- uh, eastern seaboard. Right for where they are. Mm. Good grief. Yeah. What are the chances? That's very specific. It is, isn't it? Particularly as you look when you look later on to see what the damage is. Oh, it's, it's awful. It's right on top of them. It's, yeah. it's, it's down their street. It's like it's, it's a revenge <laughs> yes, move yeah, by the yeah, meteor. Yeah. It's like a tactical arm. It war thing. Yeah, yeah. We'll take out the Sean Connery. Maybe that's what's happening. And then they'll yeah, be yeah, yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah. But at this point we get people saying, can we not fire Hercules early to take out this splinter? Sean's like, no. No, we we'll wait. wait. Are we, are we going to take a vote on this? Nope. He was right. Can some of us leave? <laughs> Good. He was right, though. Yeah, yeah. But... Uh, does it need all of us to press that button? Yes. Really? Just not that guy with the... No. No, okay. You all stay. I just, but then the, the, I'm fucking... just the caterer. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking splinter comes and it was heading and I was like, oh no, it's going to hit the World Trade Center, isn't it? And it did. Yeah. Well, it, oh, yeah, no. it really does. I don't yeah. need to see that again. It hits the World Trade Center and then immediately falls on a, a stock footage mm. uh, company mm. that releases a lot of this, just buildings falling down. Yes. And, uh, yeah, yeah, like something from Monty Python. Yes, it did feel like there was going to yeah. be a woman, some women here handbagging each other. <laughs> and that clapping audience. Yeah. So then uh, I've written here, inside job, question mark. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Meteor, meteors can't melt steel beams. No. I think we all know that. So what's but then, going on? There's, as you say, Stockford, death and fire in New York. The facility starts falling apart. And the nice bearded man who played chess with the Russians gets crushed by a machine. Yeah, he lives for now. For so. now? Yeah. best bit about it is that it's clearly Carl Malden and, and Sean Connery are getting on a little bit. So mm. when they drag him out from underneath uh, the thing that's fallen on him, mm. he's obviously on a wheelie board. Yeah. He's yeah, on yeah. a skateboard. Yeah. Because he just slides out like just butter. Just slides right out, yeah. <laughs> just, there's no dragging. They just they start manhandling him. What if he's broken his back <laughs> yes. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, to go back, I mean, the, you know, the rescue attempts in all this film, in the avalanche, mm. there's a scene where you have, when they're collecting all the victims, there's yeah. a bit where five men are carrying one wounded man. And then you cut immediately to a scene where there's this guy who's got just two dead people over his shoulder just bottling along. And then you get this touching scene with a man who is flirting with the red-haired girl. He's like, can you come here, please, to Sean Connery? And he goes over there. Yeah. And he just points at this hand sticking out of some rubble. And they reveal that it's her. Yeah. And he's almost like he's saying, you've done this. Yeah, you've well, done this, Sean yes. Connery. Yeah, because they kissed earlier and held hands. They did. They? He should have looked after her better, though. Yeah, it's yeah. It's his fault. Well, maybe it's the neckerchief that she gave Natalie Wood. Oh, yeah, a, she gave that away and she died. Yeah. So she paid her the lucky price. neckerchief. <laughs> yes. Which has been now transposed to Natalie Wood. Exactly. Yeah. Only for a short time, though. Yeah. She died a few years later. So yeah, then at this point, Sean's going to go and try and look to see if there's any way out through the lift because mm-hmm. everything got sh- shafted, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And that's when you find the corpse of Martin Landau. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yes, I, m- yeah. I must have missed that. Who presumably was in his office? Yes. It made me think of that. Do you remember that just trousers around his ankles? Yeah, just a magazine with a chicken. <laughs> yeah. Like that guy who was found in Mexico under a rock with a chicken. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. That yeah. would be quite a good ending for him. Yeah, though he, you know, he redeemed himself. But I'd like to him redeemed himself. You know, dramatically, like he was doing, he did something brave rather than just apologise and sit in his office for a bit. What if he? What if he? <laughs> jumped, really what enough. if he jumped up on a trampoline and took the impact of the meteor? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. Or just held the held the ceiling up. Yes, while everyone else escaped or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's it's unsatisfying. It's one of the many unsatisfying storylines. Yeah, this is horrible for that mm. all the way through. Yeah, yeah nothing yeah. really is exciting or happy. Um, so Martin Lando is dead. Shaw checks the lift shaft and they're trapped. At this, at this point, I'd suggest like eating each other or at least <laughs> at least fucking each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To preserve the human race. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's Zardos time. Yeah. <laughs> Trousers off. Hair immediately grows. Yeah, just all the chest. Pistols. Yeah. That yeah. funny mask. But then Carl Morden says there is an exit through the subway tunnel. So they're saved. That's good. Um, so Sean... Carl Malden looks like a subway cop. He looks yes. like he's in the... He looks... At one point, he keeps wearing that hat in this. Yeah. Straight out of Streets of San Francisco, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It looks or, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Or the uh, the library cop from Seinfeld. Yeah. So, yes. so Sean and a, the young man who was traumatised go and explore the subway tunnels, at which point we see Peter the Great has lost two missiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Try, again, trying to add a layer of tension. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. they immediately say, oh, it's okay, we can lose up to five. Yeah. You're like, well, that's oh, right, pointless. Yeah. yeah. 
as a scene. It doesn't really add anything or take anything away. Uh, and so the missiles then join forces, like they're all little friends. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they get into formation, don't they? they One do. button next to each other. Like they're the Red Arrows. That's an extraordinarily advanced firing system. It is, isn't it? You'd that. think at least one would bump into another. Yeah, yeah. But no. And massively explode. They're yeah. like a foot apart, all of them. Like synchronised missiles. But also there are th- three unexploded nuclear bombs just floating in orbit above the world now. Yes. Are they going to drop out of orbit at any point? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, we did very well with the rock, but... Uh, Sorry. Yeah. I hope you haven't got too attached to Hawaii. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's what the message was. They were watching Meteor and thought, could be us. So they all they all join forces and Sean and the others look for an exit through the tunnels and they get to a station, a mm. subway station. Suddenly water, brown water starts pissing through the walls. Yeah. It gets very, very mud play. Jordan, what I really struck me about this was how how they just did it. They they just covered Carl Malden. And Natalie, they covered the stars in shitty mud. For... It said here that I read in the trivia that Sean got really ill, got a respiratory <laughs> disease, through being covered in this gunk. They really earned their money in those final ten minutes because yeah. it is just the last ten minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. There's no te- uh, the tension. Is do they get out of the mud? Well, apart from the chess man who we were talking about earlier, <laughs> he falls in the water, and then Sean's like, "I'll just leave him." It's too late now. Yeah. <laughs> what about him? He's only, he's only like a foot deep. We can get him. <laughs> no, no, come on. Awful. And then Carl Malden gives up. How can they live with themselves yeah, after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. We let they him might drown. as well have just hit him with we a let him drown tire in mud. <laughs> He's now in mud forever. <laughs> we were two feet away from the... We could have got out easily. He was such a nice man. Yeah. He smoked a pipe, yeah? Well, his, you know, his nephew lives on, doesn't he? Who's his nephew? Because he says, very when he meets Sean Connery earlier, he says, oh, yeah. I believe you'll teach my nephew. That's right. And he says, yeah. Sh- yeah, yeah teach him soon. In a very sort of, seems quite improvised line. Mm. And then they wander off, yeah. But now he dies. He's, now he's drowned. Yeah, yeah. Never make small talk with Sean Connery. No, basically. He'll fuck you up. So Martin Landau and him are the only people who've vaguely had lines that have died that we've had any interest in it. So oh, and the red-haired woman. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That was genuinely sad. Because her and that man were, you know, that's like the end of Speed if Keanu Reeves, I mean, if Sandra Bullock died <laughs> at the end of Speed. Like, we've lived yeah. through this whole thing and now you're dead. But then we wouldn't have had to have Speed 2. That's true. So maybe, you know. Or we never got a meteor 2, thankfully. No, that, no, God's sake. Well, though we did, I mean, all of these films are mm. essentially this, aren't they, again, again. Anyway. Yeah. Armageddon's this, really, isn't it? Except they went up there and put a bomb on it. Yeah, they understood that, that maybe some actual tension might be useful in the film yeah rather than just people watching it it pains me to say it but it is a better film than this i'm sure it is yeah yeah yeah. um so the missiles then hit the meteor in sequence for for hours what seems like hours yeah yeah. 14 minutes and it gets a bit psychedelic at the end as well the editing like chop 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 yeah there's no it's impossible to follow what's happening it's nice of the russians to have red tips on the end of their missiles though yes yeah 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 yeah. well they particularly like whiteboard markers Mm -hmm. in space Mm. yeah yeah and it's a bit like the end of jaws because they all blow it up and then it just slowly floats down through space in bits after it's been blown up. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't like to pull at too many threads, but mm. surely a lot of this problem has been from shards of a meteor falling to Earth. Yeah. Haven't they just created a lot more shards of yeah. meteor falling to Earth? But they might be like the Italian ones, I presume that's the idea. I just hope so. They, they just make, that's so nice. Uh, oh, fireworks. So Italy are loving this. Yeah, yeah, they're having a time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah some Swiss time. are dead. New York City's devastated. That's the only bad thing. But they managed to find a way out of the subway tunnel and Sean hugs Natalie Wood and Carl Malden, Carl Malden, sorry, hugs the Russian guy. So I'm imagining they will have sex. Yeah. Well, before this, weirdly, Carl Malden just gives up doesn't he he sort of yes. he's nearly yep. escapes and then just stops and has a sit down covered yeah. in mud raining down in him like, a, yeah. like an old house party yeah yeah and then sean connery has to come and get him but they're both co- entirely covered in mud so you can't tell really what's happening because it looks disgusting <laughs> yeah like, really of... horrible i mean natalie wood's hair is just like matted with this gunk and yeah. she looks miserable they all look miserable yeah it looks like it's been a long couple of days oh, imagine washing that. all that off it would take hours yeah that's probably what Sean's thinking all the way through this. I'm going to have gunk on me at the yeah, end. Yeah, sure. oh, fuck that. But I thought Carl Malden was going to die. I assumed I he did. was going to die because he's the only character we've got any emotional attachment to that can die. Better if Sean died. Well, he yeah. wouldn't get that weird. He has a grab at Natalie Wood later on, doesn't he? That he does. A bit weird, but, uh... And then you get the, in 1968, there was a <laughs> top secret project. We haven't talked about the prostitutes in the uh, in the subway. What prostitutes? <laughs> In the subway station when they're escaping. Oh, yeah. And everyone's listening tensely to the yeah. sound. This cuts to Cole Molden and cuts to uh, Sean Connery and Natalie Wood. And then they cut to these two sort of trading places style 
prostitutes smoking on a bench. I didn't and they're in green that. sort of leather long coats and high heel boots and sort of weird tranny wigs. It's, it's such a New York. Oh God! You know what? By this point, I was just like not watching. Yeah, it's a very odd cut to put in. Like obviously the director went, "Oh, that's yeah, we'll put that sexy." <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, Zarkov was yeah, yeah, more fornication. Yeah, because yes, there's a very chaste kiss then at the end, isn't there? With yes, and a bit weird. And well, yeah, because that she gets on the plane and then he says, "Will you be coming back to America?" I think you'll be coming back one day. Yeah, yeah. She says something perhaps, like, "Perhaps, perhaps." That's the end of the film. Sean's damaged goods. You don't want to get back with him. No, and the last line of your film shouldn't be "perhaps." No. <laughs> well, it isn't technically. It's in 1968. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there was a project called Project Icarus. Sean's first line. I made a note of, which is very sort of strange. His first line is "Give me the horn," oh. which is very. Maybe that's what sold it to him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to read anymore. <laughs> Give me the this horn. is exactly like Bond. And then it, That's it? a great first line, though. Yeah, isn't it? give me the horn. And he has to say ash hole. Ash hole. Which broom is great. up my ash. Broom up my ash. My broom up my ash. Yeah. And then she says, perhaps at the end, and then there's a weird voiceover about Project Icarus. Which sounds really boring. Yeah, it is a boring film. That's it's a the problem, isn't it? It's a dreadful film. Yeah, it I really don't think is. it's even dreadful. It's just boring. It yeah. could, it's, a, it's less than the sum of its parts. In yeah. That dreadful way that some these. This must are. have been like some of the last dredges of the disaster movies. I mean, the fact that it flopped at the box office tells you that Did it? Uh, no yeah, one yeah. fucking sure, cared yeah. about disaster I mean, I've never heard of it until you suggested I Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I've seen a lot of terrible films, you know. Of all the films I've had to watch for this podcast, this is the one that I've really, really struggled through. Really? Wow. Yeah, and I've seen Spice World. Yeah. And I've seen Sextet. And that took me a long time to yeah. finish, but it was more enjoyable. Yeah, than yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we finished with Meteor now. Good, thank God. And we've reached the point of the <laughs> Never quick... have to watch it again. Exactly. Um, we've reached the point of the podcast where we have quick fire questions. Excellent. So, uh, number one, who is the best Bond and what is the best Bond film? I think the best Bond is Sean Connery. Mainly because he's the only one I sort of see in other films. You know, he is good. I think he's a good actor. I think Roger Moore is in my favourite Bond because that's the year era I grew up. But he's not. I mean, he's not really. Watch it, you watch it now, he's just a weird old man in a safari jacket, <laughs> sort of sitting in a hot tub with Fiona Fullerton. <laughs> it's just odd, and he's la- he seems lazy. And uh, So Sean Connery by uh, Country Mile. I and think. what's the best Bond film? See, now I love Moonraker because of the when I saw it. I saw it with my dad, and I just thought it was fun, and I enjoyed the space battles. I know mm. it's pretty terrible, but to be honest, once you start looking at Bond films, I have to say they're all pretty terrible. None, none of them are... I don't know. I'm sorry to say this to you. It's I, fine. It's fair. Well, we'll come on to it, but I think it's to Daniel Craig that's done it. This sort of he's pulled the rug out of the by making you're going. Oh yeah, we're all moody hmm. and actually being as stupid as anything. And you yeah. sort of look back and go, Oh yeah, they were all pretty stupid, but some of them are enjoyable and some of them aren't. I think that's the... okay. So flipping that on its head, yes. Who's the worst Bond in your opinion, and what's the worst, worst Bond film? I mean, George Lazenby is is easily the least charismatic of them all but I think I think probably Roger Moore is the one who dates the worst I think these days but then Daniel Craig is uh, tedious but that may be more his films I think I think the character in Casino Royale was quite he was good in Casino Royale he was like a breath of fresh air like Timothy Dalton was he felt a bit more real but um, but the worst film is uh, Spectre by uh, just destroying everything you... By not understanding the, what James Bond is. Okay. Uh, so who would you have as Bond next? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard uh, the, uh, these things. Other people have said Tom Hardy. I think it'd be quite nice. I don't really know. I mean, I don't want Ed- Idris Elba to do it. Not for racial reasons, but I just think he might be too smug. He'd be so pleased with himself. I mean, I hate to say this, but he's very pleased with himself, Idris Elba. And I, I think he might... He might explode. <laughs> like if they made him Bond, he might be just so pleased. It'd be awful. But I don't... I've, you know, I don't know. Some actor that does it be, would be better. And someone, you know, it's more about who writes it next and who makes it, I think, would be more interesting. But good news is it's the same writers. Is it? Oh, yeah. good, yeah, yeah. So, Bond is full of stupid names mm. like Money Penny, Small Bone and Good Head. Give me your best Bond lady name. Uh, fingers Magently. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Thank you. Uh, give me your best Bond film title that you just made. Up. Uh, the bus never comes. <laughs> no, that's terrible. I should. Have, that is literally me just making it up. I forgot you were going to ask me that. Um, what about tomorrow is tomorrow? Tomorrow is tomorrow. Yes. Good. It's mysterious. Yeah, I like it. A hypothetical fist fight takes place between Simon Templar the Saint uh-huh. and James Bond 007. Who wins? Well, I don't know much about the Saint, but I'm aware that he, from what I know, he's a he's a stick man, isn't he? With a, just a 
tiny drawn stick gun. So I imagine the Bond would win, wouldn't he? <laughs> You're right. Fido Dido might Fido lose Dido, yeah. to uh, the, the drawn saint, but yeah. I think James Bond as an actual person would probably just rub him out. I'd never considered that. You're right. Yeah, he is yeah. a pathetic stickman. <laughs> He's a pathetic stickman character, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. And finally, you're stranded on a desert island mm. with Sean Connery, George Lazenby, Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. Who do you elect as leader to devise your rescue attempt? And if it fails, who do you eat first? Right. Well, I'm going to start with the eating first thing because mm. I don't think we will get off that island alive. <laughs> uh, I'd eat Sean Connery first because have you, have you ever been to Ed- Edinburgh, you'll no. know that he every restaurant in Edinburgh has a big picture of Sean Connery with his arms around two of the waiters. Oh, really? He clearly just trolls Edinburgh eating for free all the time. I don't think that man's paid for a meal. Like a YouTuber. Yeah, he hasn't paid for a meal since Dr. No, I suspect. Right, yeah. So um, right. he's, yeah, he's obviously very well fed. He lives a gourmand life, so he'd be quite tender and flavoursome. And, yeah, leaders, I don't know, I think they'd all be pretty awful. Timothy Dalton, I suspect. Because Connery, even though we're, we're about to eat him, he mm. I think they'd all sulk a bit about being mm. in charge. Roger Moore probably let it slide a lot, as long as he was comfortable. Mm. Who knows what uh, Lazenby has. I don't know anything about his personality at all, mm. if he has one. Uh, he might be good at building things. He looks quite handy, a sportsman Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Dalton or uh, Craig. Craig's more of an actor-actor than Dalton, I think, would be a good... I'd choose Dalton as my um, equity dep yeah. if we were on a in a in a fringe production, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think I'd choose him. Yeah, I'd vote for him. All right. Well, thank you very much, That's Dan right. Tatsell. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm so sorry to make you watch Meteor twice. Twice. You didn't make me watch it twice. You made me watch it once. But well, thank you so much for doing it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Smash Great big owl. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.